0: The main topic for today that we wanted to talk about is neutral in Smash, which is, I would say, a hard and easy topic at the same time. Easy in terms of there's a lot to talk about, hard in terms of there's a lot to talk about. (laughs) Um... So neutral is a term. Neutral is. <laughs> yeah, neutral Super is. Neutral is uh... Explain
1: neutral in one sentence.
0: <laughs> I see Turvy like laying down on a chair right next to you. Neutral that does, does adorable not exist. in one
1: term. Okay, you know I think this is a good way to start this. Now let's let's compare Smash Uh-oh. Neutral to other fighting games. Let's okay. like kind of think about that, right? So like... first
0: off, before we get into that, let me explain why I think it's nice that we're talking about this I think it's nice because a lot of people will say blah blah blah, neutral and then someone will say like what are you talking about like what does that mean like I I need advice help me (laughs) and like and they don't know like what you're saying like neutral is is used to generalize the like the gameplay a lot so actually talking about it might be interesting but yeah let's let's get back into what you're saying Charles I just wanted to point that out
1: Right. And I I just want to say this, you know, first most first off is uh neutral is like the deepest topic. Um yeah. in like I'll probably say in any aspect of any fighting game, it's where the most options are present to both players, um, at any given moment, which is what makes it so fascinating to watch and play. Um and with Smash it's even crazier because um when you look at a game like street fighter or like just other fighting games right like look at if you just look into the stats like there's air drift there's like run speed walk speed right there's so many dynamic stats in smash which i think makes smash neutral very unique and i'm not saying like it's harder by any means or easier by any means you know what i mean like every fighting game's neutral is just you know has its own depth for its own reasons right and i'm not trying to like you know compare them like that but i'm just saying like with, with smash there's there's so many like weird shit like and it, it 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 comes from like nintendo being a party game but like when you look at it through a competitive standpoint you're like wow this is so crazy like and how drastic you know air drift is run speed walk speed and i mean like you just hear me talking about base stats right now which is why so many people harp on base stats, right? Like Steve, is he good? Is he not? It's like he has a bunch of great moves, but like his neutral hurts a lot because his base stats are very, very bad. So it's these base stats are so important, um especially for neutral. They're almost they're also important in other aspects of the game. Like air drift is something that I don't think is talked about enough when recovery is talked about. Air drift is very, very important. But but yeah, it's also you know it's even more important in neutral. So there's all these different stats that you're applying and even with that there's also range right which is like when you look back at smash 4 cloud with limit you have this insane air drift this insane speed like all his base stats are crazy and then he's drifting away doing the como full space back air like you that's super (laughs) you're not touching that you cannot punish that at all you perfect shield it it doesn't matter so um yeah i guess that's kind of like my opener to neutral but yeah someone else can take it away from there
0: yeah, um, and then, like, with Smash specifically, you start adding platforms, and it's just, like, where do you even start with neutral, right? Um... And then, like,
2: the, the weird thing is, like, uh, so you have jumps. This game has different amount of jumps. So, yeah, jump like, heights. Yeah, <laughs> jump heights. Like, Falco accelerates very high, but his aerial drift is awful. So, yeah. Like, do you stay on the ground? Are you trying to challenge that? um and Then you have characters like Meta Knight. Meta Knight has like eight jumps. Peach has a float, and you're like <laughs> trying to figure out like all, how to manage all these resources when you're in neutral. And it's like, okay, they jumped one time, but what options do they have after they jump? They they can Peach can float. Peach can double jump. Peach can ground float. Peach can. You're just like Peach can do float, fast fall, air dodge, and you're like, yo, what? how can i how can i like keep track of everything that someone can do in situations in my head and i think that's what makes smash neutral so hard is like a lot of characters and and or like a lot of other games has like predetermined jump arcs or like um they have different like ranges at which they can poke and it's like really easy to learn because a lot of games don't have that many characters but there's so many unique different like ways to play the game uh platform usage which was already mentioned that it's like really really hard to like determine what you should be doing in neutral which is like a problem that a lot of players have when they're trying to learn the game
0: yeah that's why they like ask what it even is a lot of the time because they it there's just so much going on in smash that it's like where do you even start with with actually talking about it like Especially considering we've been playing the game for so long. It's something you don't have to think about or talk about. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, right. honestly, like, I'm having trouble even try. Like, I don't even know where to start right now <laughs> because it's, like, I'm, like, wow. Like, I, what is, I don't even know what choice <laughs> right now. I don't remember. But... I just, I just play. Like, it's just part of, you know, like, breathing for me at this point. So, like, yeah. I don't even, it's a, it's a crazy difficult topic and it's, definitely something that you could put a few hours of conversation into. Yeah, I think
2: the hardest thing about uh, describing neutral is at first it seems really simple because you're like okay, well... um,
1: Don't get hit, forehead.
2: Yeah, don't get hit. (laughs) Don't get hit, but hit them. And you're like, well, how do I do that? Or you're like, well, from this range, they can do what? And you can do what? Yeah. if you outrange them, then it's really easy to make a decision, right? Um, But then it becomes you got to start doing risk reward management then you got to start doing conditioning and it's like bro what happened like i thought i i just had more range than this person so i could <laughs> press the button or yeah. i had a projectile so i could press the button and then i keep pressing the button and i keep getting hit and it's like how do you how do you determine what you should be doing in neutral and i guess that's really the the question yeah, uh, that most players struggle with is like, how do you determine what should be done when you're in neutral? Um,
0: so I feel answer. like this is actually uh, a nice opportunity for me to describe my thought processes and actually how I view Smash. Um yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I have like a very like specific process when I'm like in terms of neutral and in terms of my opponent um i kind of have like a a process down to like a subconscious where like everything my opponent is doing whether it's options or timings i i subconsciously remember everything my opponent does in nu- in neutral all, like even like every aspect of the game but like it helps with neutral because like we said there's so much ambiguous stuff there's so many different timings and base statistics and options so i'm always paying attention because if i get any like whiff of a habit or something that's unsafe just by frame data wise because obviously i've paid attention to that with so much experience like that's like all you need to like get some sort of momentum or get ahead of them in the match right because so many people do things and sometimes they don't even realize that they're doing something that's unsafe or that's like they don't even realize they're doing it at the same timing every time there's just so many possible habits you might subconsciously have that you might not even realize are a habit until you get called out for it Um, sometimes the habit is so rooted into your play that you'll get you know, hit for it multiple times and you'll, you won't even realize it that, that, that there's a reason for it. Um, <laughs> so, so that's something that um, is definitely difficult though, because if you want to implement that, um, it gets hard to, if you're going to consciously note it while you're playing, it gets hard to do the basics at some point, right? Like to just play the game if you're so focused on, like, trying to memorize everything your opponent's doing. So it's definitely difficult, um, but it definitely helps me. I've just been doing it for so many years. And then like, let's say I went neutral and then they're on the ledge. I'll like memorize all their ledge timings, memorize all their ledge options. Like there's everything in smash is information that can really get towards what's going to happen next. Um, I de- I would say um, to understand it like super in-depth it takes years and years and years of experience to actually view things as you know hints towards the future of the match like that's really in-depth but it, it's it's definitely useful and it's definitely there's a lot of truth to it um, it can even go as simple as the character your opponent's playing There's usually a few variations of general playstyles of like that character and no and like going into a match with something like that in mind can really help you um with neutral so Yeah, that's uh kind of a general way of how I view the game and it definitely helps me um I guess with my characters I play Diddy Kong and You know, there's a basic way of Diddy Kong and neutral right like Banana in hand equals, oh no, I have the shield. <laughs> answer to shield is monkey flip, because monkey flip is a grab. And then another answer is, like, oh, I can't be on the ground, like the floor is lava because of banana. Uh-huh. And then they jump, and then you can anti-air them with the banana, you can monkey flip them, but you can also Z-drop Ariel. So like, that's a neutral, like, you know, the tree, right? Like, right. I have this. They're threatened by this. If they do this, I answer with this. So I have, the, I have the pleasure of reacting to what my opponent does most of the time because not a lot of characters can just be like, oh, you have a banana? Let me do this. It's like, okay, you have a banana. Let me respect you. All right, I've been rambling. I'll. You guys can talk. It's oh,
2: fantastic
0: because so the end point is very, very true. Right, and right. consistency,
1: right? That's what you're looking for yeah. in any character, right? When you have that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it, it's a really good point.
2: Because any character that can, like, essentially what he's saying is, like, Diddy Kong can dictate neutral yeah. simply by having a banana in his hand.
0: Yeah, and so like, is it
2: even neutral at that point, or am I just yeah. winning?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
2: what, That's how I feel. I'm like, dude, that's a winning situation. Yeah. Like, the part of neutral is, like, trying to stop him from from getting a banana out but the moment that the banana's in your hand, it's like, dude, I'm actually in a losing situation. I guess that's but...
0: another unique thing about Smash. It's like, if you try to play a general neutral where you're both at this like this specific range, you're both not you know, getting hit or hitting each other. In Smash specifically, it feels like, and probably a couple of other characters, archetypes in fighting games, where if you're not forcing some some type of situation, they're actually winning because um they're in the typical neutral environment, right? Like you are letting them do this type of setup or charge this sort of like meter or something. It's like if if you're not if you're not fighting Diddy Kong, if you're not fighting Cloud, if you're not fighting Steve, if you're not fighting Wario, they have all these mechanics that they're getting. Is it actually neutral? I I would I would say it is, but there's like some sort of slight difference there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause you, I feel like you're
2: still playing neutral, but ne- it's just the options that Diddy Kong or any of those uh, characters have. Like, Cloud gets faster. Diddy Kong has a banana. Um, yeah. The the awareness that you have to have and the way that they play neutral changes. Yeah. Before those characters, uh. It's really easy to use Diddy Kong because it's an item. Um, an item tossed out of she was broken. So before those characters, and he has a command grab. Before those characters, like, get, or before Diddy gets his, like, banana out, he has to play a certain way to either hit you away from him, or if you're not committing as well, then he can just pull the banana out, right? Yeah. So you're, like, trying to figure out the timings of how they like to like keep you away or the timing of are they just going to pull the banana out yeah and then it's like different based on which is another thing we haven't really talked about is people choose different options based on what percent they're at because then you have to start manage that's like risk reward management they're not gonna just pull out a banana in your face when they're at 150 because it's like dude you're just gonna die for that Yeah, yeah you have to start thinking about stuff like that as well and it's like what i think the one of the most important things with like understanding or learning how to understand neutral is just being aware of what your opponent can and can't do in situations. because yeah. i think that's where a lot of people fail um is that they'll like get hit by something like i didn't even know they could do that um, and that's just part of studying the game and as you said earlier like experience is really yeah. situational
0: important. awareness Mhm. Mm-hmm. I think um you had a really interesting point about like um so you have to look out like for characters that get stronger just by being on the screen or or having the space to do so. There's a lot of characters that can do that. Um stronger in some way, whether it's gaining an item or throwing projectiles or some sort of meter, right? Um I I think um so you have to understand that this is still neutral but if you give them enough time, they get stronger. And whether you choose to respect that or not is up to you. There's definitely a bunch of ways to go about it. Um, But in a way, like you said, you have to understand like, when do they, when do they throw their projectile? When do they pull their item? When do they charge their meter? And I guess in a way, it might even make neutral easier for you if you are looking out for them to, you know, do their thing. Like, 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 with with Diddy (laughs) specifically, with Diddy specifically, like, I, I know, like, I play Diddy and we're talking about him specifically, but it's a lot easier because it's as simple as literally just a banana. So, like, in neutral, you have to look out for do they want to make space or do they want to get the banana or do they already have it? In a way, um, Diddy simplifying the neutral also makes it easier for you to play it because... Do you have the opportunity to understand when he's going to do one of those three things um so that's an interesting way of looking at it i don't know if i've ever even looked at it that way in terms of fighting one of those characters um at least consciously like talking about it so yeah i guess in a way like if the, if a character simplifies neutral so much that in a way like you you kind of don't you kind of get to look out for less things because <laughs> they're not like a typical like you know brawler or something
2: unless right. the thing is that strong like probably yeah. for example like yeah it's just speed forward air back grab it in there and you're like bro this is
0: yeah what? that's so always loud. the funniest thing it's like this character isn't that good because they're so linear <laughs> it, yeah. if the if the option is that good
1: <laughs> Does it matter? I
0: don't care how linear it is. I'ma keep pressing this back here. And if you can't do anything about it, I don't it doesn't matter if it's linear. That's always mm-hmm. so funny. When people like, yeah, and, like relate that the to the tier list.
1: For the most part, like if your character can play their game, I feel like that's generally what you're looking at, right? Like I feel like one of the first check marks or just like general things you should be looking at, it's like okay, so Fox, for example, right? Um, if if Fox is able to pressure your shield, then he's playing his game, right? But characters he struggles against is characters that don't let him put himself in that situation, right? So if Fox is nairing your shield constantly because his nair can beat out your air-to-air moves, then Fox probably wins neutral like against that character, right? Um, and even Snake, there's very few characters in the game that force Snake to not play his game. And then when you get into those characters that make snake not able to play his game and he's got to play different that doesn't necessarily mean he loses but nine out of ten times it does mean he like loses the situation or the matchup or whatnot right um but there it's like it's like joker right like joker's a character that literally has so many tools at his disposal like he might not always be able to play his game but just because he can't play his game Doesn't mean he can't play another type of way, right? Which, like, uh, you know, a lot of us here agree that that character is not even completely fleshed out. Character can do so much more in the current meta in terms of just like, um, just what the character does. He can pretty much just like do everything, almost get out of every situation. So it's like, if your character can't play their game, that's when I think people start falling apart. That's when their lack of knowledge starts like really hitting them, right? Because it's like, oh, crap, shit. fuck i can't like nair someone's shield or damn it like you know what i mean like i can't do what i usually do in this neutral situation now i have to like i feel like that's when people start breaking down in a sense of like shit now what um what tool is beating me and that's where like where you guys were talking about where i bounced off of originally is like that lack of game knowledge will really start shitting on you because it's like well why can't i play my usual game and if you can't even answer that and you don't know what the tools are that are beating you and why they're beating you, you can't even like really think of a counter act. Right. Like, and yeah, it's just, I, I think like at very surface level, you just have to start asking yourself, like one, you have to know your character, right? Like you can't, you can't know if you're, game is beating out or, like, what your character usually does is getting beaten out if you don't even know what your character is supposed to be doing. And that's really easy. Just look at top level play and all that stuff. Watch what other top level players are doing with your character. And, yeah, and then from there, kind of, like, kind of decipher, like, every character's game. And, like, that's what makes Smash so cool is there's there's so many different types of er character archetypes. And then there's, like, mix of character archetypes, right? And then how do they, their tools interact with other people's tool? And even though the term is neutral, that doesn't mean, like, it's really neutral. Neutral just means, like, no one has, like, a severe advantage state. You pretty much have access to all your options, but some characters will beat other characters out in the neutral state, right? Yeah. Which is the most common part. So usually, if a character wins neutral, it's a really, really big deal. You you have to have some pretty crazy redeeming qualities to be like, oh, this character shits on me in neutral. But, like, if I hit this character, though, like, I, like, completely destroy him. Yeah,
0: I think um, you were mentioning like a character playing their game. I think um, that's one of the more interesting things that's actually going to come back to what we were talking about with base stats. So let's talk about um two characters that are kind of talked about as being like, you know, very basic, very fundamental, very, you know, like neutral heavy, which are like Wolf, Politena. Those like the, some classic characters, uh, like top tier characters. Um, nothing too specific with them. Um, like they don't have any specific tricks up their sleeve. They're just they have ridiculous base stats. They have some great just general poking moves and all that stuff. So some great projectiles. So they just have a bit of everything, right? Um,
1: yeah. You're and... all around, it, so to speak.
0: You were talking about like, oh, if your character can't play their typical game, that's where it gets really weird, and that's where you have to really dig deep. Um Something interesting about Wolf and Palutena is they don't necessarily have uh, playing their game. They do what is needed to be done to win the matchup. So true. nothing specifically is going to counter them because they have the freedom um of choosing how they want to play the match. Um... So, some characters have that freedom, but not to the same degree. That's why Wolf and Palutena are valued so heavily. Um, But yeah, that's something that's really valuable about base stats, like speed, um, aerial mobility, um, some general burst options, some sort of projectile, uh, some sort of reflector, to where you don't have to play a certain way specifically, like... um, with Wolf, you can do these crazy combos and, like, Suicide Wolf Flash combos, or you can just press laser all game until the game is over, which is usually what I'm known to do. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I would say something that... Um, I think some players get some tunnel vision um, with their character's playstyle. Um, you are talking about Fox specifically. I think... Um, Fox doesn't have the same freedom as Wolf or politena but he has some general speed, like he's really fast on the ground. Um, and he has some great um, frame data. Um, so in, in a way, he can definitely like play the more defensive style. He can definitely like poke a bit more. It's gonna he's gonna get a lot less damage and a lot less early kills. He probably won't get any early kills with this style. But um there's an example of him playing a match a little differently. Uh, and then um there's other characters like let's say like like Little Mac, easiest example, right? Like this character doesn't have the freedom to be like, okay, this playstyle isn't working. Let me adjust to this playstyle. Like that's not an option because you have a handful of things that are are valuable and you don't even have... You don't have access to the platforms of the air or, like, aerials. So, that definitely, um, I think, is a nice explanation of neutral and, like, characters' like play styles and, like, you know, why this affects the tier list. Like, because look at Little Mac, a character with not much, you know, options to him. And then look at Wolf and Palutena, which are, like, it's basically infinite with what they want to do. And they're basically top and bottom of the tier list. So, that's just a point I wanted to make based on what Charles was saying about, you know, play styles and, you know, a character playing their game.
2: Dang, that's an interesting way to look at it.
1: <laughs> right, and that's, I, I feel like that's a big part of just, like, low tiers in general, right? Where it's like, okay, you have this one, two, three, maybe four really, really good moves, right? Like, um, I mean, let's take Bowser Jr., for example. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bottom tier or whatever. He's probably like a mid-tier or whatever. Please don't <laughs> hunt me down on Twitter. He's not bottom tier. Dude, there are some he people He actually that beats are... Loam What are you talking about? <laughs> like, dude, who cares? He's not high tier. This matchup like, okay, is so,
0: actually 6-4.
1: Like, Jr. has a handful of pretty good moves, right? But the thing is, when your other moves aren't that great and you only have a handful of good moves, guess what your game becomes? Like, now you have yeah. a game. You know, that that's the problem. That's the issue. With a lot of these top tiers, like Tweak was saying, you can play them in so many different ways in so many different situations against so many different characters, and you have that like jack of all trades kind of deal where it's just like, Okay, projectile, check, reflector, check, speed, check, range, check, combos, check. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're 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 hitting every check mark, which is really, really good and very, very versatile, which is why Paulena and Wolf are you know, known through the competitive scene as the most common pockets because it's like, oh, like I've had a lot of people ask me like, oh, if I main Diddy, who should I pocket? I'm like, well, Wolf kind of just shits on all of Diddy's bad matchups because it's just, and and that's just the nature of the character. Wolf's matchup chart in general is just so good, right? So it's like when you, for the most part, if you're maining a character, like you're losing matchups like nine times out of 10, Paul or Wolf probably wins them. Or like does even so it's like, oh, copy paste your fundamentals, and like if you're a better player, like you should be fine against the player that is like beating you because they're um you know they're forcing you into a really, really bad matchup, right, so it's like that that's that's a super important aspect to like just look out for, and that's why you know characters like Steve it's kind of worrying, right? Like, where is this character on the tier list? It's really hard because he invalidates certain characters with, like, some ridiculous moves and, like, just characters that can't really recover low. He, like, completely shuts them down. But then, like, when you're going up, like, when when Steve... Steve I actually think Steve's worst matchups are, like, up there. Like, with, with his worst matchups are Apollo and Wolf. And, yeah. like, those are the two characters we're talking about because they just have everything they need to shut him down. And then he doesn't have, like, the base stats to, like, deal with them. And then, like, the handful of good moves that are, like, super broken, Paul and Wolf are just like, oh, I don't care about those. I have, like, this this move that counters it, and it's just, like, done. So, yeah. yeah. I guess that's
0: something that, like, really helps with matchup charts, is, like, your character's freedom of playstyles. Like, it's just how it is. Like, if your character's limiting in some aspect, it's really gonna hurt, you know, their general matchup chart, because if you don't have a bit of everything, some character that you're up against probably will have X thing. And it's just an interesting, a really simple way to look at, you know, how matchups work in Smash. It's like, well, if you're missing this, then <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be hard in this area. What were you saying, Marcus?
2: I straight forgot, bro. I was like, no, I was like, thinking something and then i read chat and then i was like yo yeah what? there's
0: too much going on <laughs> mr Krabs, me No, that's probably one of my favorite <laughs> where, where do
1: we even look it's a classic meme. i see
0: i see six people hundreds of people in chat bunch of words
1: <laughs> I would have thought Spongebob would have just been like the best meme generator Like when you're growing up as a kid and you're like Dang, this show is so good like who would have thought like oh actually it's just gonna be like one of the best like meme generators out there.
0: Yeah. Watching uh, it as a kid and you're just like yeah I'm gonna use all these faces on the internet in 10 years. <laughs> are we going
2: stageless or nah? i think we can still talk about neutral like yeah, i, I kind of want to dig I'm into like
1: i neutral.
0: neutral neutral okay, is like quick. so easy oh, and hard at the same run time run. um yeah.
1: like, what do you guys think are the strongest tools in ultimate everybody
2: like, jumping's broken um right. but i but i jumps infinitely jump a ton. Yes. i always jump <laughs> as long as you have a resource left you can't swing against you that's what i've learned after playing you like if you jump once, I'm like, okay, he has monkey flip. He has give me a someone, minute. I'll be back. <laughs> he has a double jump. Okay, he uses double jump. Uh is Z drop banana. Is it monkey flip? I'm just not gonna challenge. And he jumped again. All right, let's start it over. <laughs> like, jumping in this game, everybody having a three-frame jump squat and the like the speed on screen at which you like sell to like the top of your, your jump height is insane. And some characters actually have a broken short hop, and I will never stop talking about this. Fox's short hop is the most broken—I swear it is the most broken thing about the character. Like, it, you can't have a 17-frame short hop fast fall because the human, average human reaction time is like 14 frames or something like that. So, like, by time you see it, especially with the input delay in the game— You're just like, okay, I have to guess. And that's dumb. Like, of course, in in neutral, you avoid the situation of him getting close enough to where he can chore hop right in front of you, right? But like, having that option and like that also kind of forces movement, unless you can actually react to that. It's like, bro, what is that? But yeah, jumping in this game is like insane. The hitboxes are gigantic. Charles always complains about auto L canceling. So. Yeah, people just land with buttons which honestly at first uh, I think when you're first learning the game it's like yo I'm just it's gonna fine. jump but then after after time goes on you start noticing that everybody's jumping and you're like bro I'm just gonna stay on the ground and like you're gonna buffer a jump because people are which is another very important thing that goes along with timings uh, is that people like just start buffering options the moment like especially when they get momentum like if they like hit your shield with a nair, they will immediately buffer something after. And it's like, bro, like, you're trying to read me in a situation that's, like, not even advantageous to you. You're just trying to make a read. Like, and it doesn't, you're, just like, forcing. And I think that's where a lot of people fail. And neutral in this game is, like, they spend a lot of time trying to, like, force situations that aren't there. Where they're like, okay, I'm gonna F smash this dude's landing. And it's like, okay, but he still has like seven different resources left and he can choose the directional air dodge like you you're committing so hard i don't i don't understand but jumping's broken people mash but i think the (laughs) game's moving away from people mashing as as much as once you get to the higher higher levels
0: i think i want to basically like make a point off what you're talking about with like you know people buffering options after their safe option like This is a typical ultimate thing that people get really frustrated with. Um, I guess I want to word it as like people forcing guesses, people forcing some sort of advantage state to start. It's like, so... um, In ultimate, every character has three-frame jump squat. Every character has some sort of... Like, not every character, but um, a general play style is... um, Some sort of safe-ish button on shield whether it's safe, actually, or safe-ish, into some sort of reversal attempt, whether it be another quick move, whether it be a spot dodge into a quick move, or something like that. That's the ultimate. Um, It's really forcing something to happen, and they're really trying to bait their opponent into doing some sort of punish, and then they get a reversal out of their attempt. So... um my main goal when i'm playing ultimate is especially if i'm playing against someone that really has this this sort of style which is very common um i literally my play style is to minimize any guessing minimize like anything like that so i actually um i don't know if people notice this or whatever but i do not roll or spot dodge nearly as much as like anyone else um and this isn't because I don't want any sort of reversals, but my playstyle is more so to ignore that aspect of the game as much as possible because I'm trying to play to consistently win as much as possible. So unless the guessing has some sort of risk reward in my favor based on the stock count or the percents, you won't really see that for me as much. Um, and I, I'm hoping as time goes on people switch to that to where they're not going to force things, like they would rather stand there than than do like some sort of crazy spot dodge into a bunch of buttons, you know what I mean? Like I would rather press nothing. I would rather shield a move that is, you know, might be unsafe. And I would rather take the risk of of not going for the punish to see what they do after. Um, Punishing what they do after, if they start consistently doing it a lot, is way easier to punish than the first thing they did, right? Like, let's say Fox does neutral air on shield, like we've been talking about. That's not easy to deal with. But let's say he up tilts your shield after. That's a lot yep. less safe.
1: Or jabs. Like, they, yeah. just, they go for another swing, right? Yeah. Like. So,
0: I'd rather, like, and let's say, let's say they're not mashing on you, right? Let's say they grab you right after that because they're, they're already thinking ahead. Okay you know you got a lot of information just off that split second right it's like all right i you have a better sense for how they play ultimate for how their, their style they're not necessarily like you know freaking out with the buttons they're they're playing quite calculated so then there's a lot for you to work with there and it's all because you waited it out just a little bit um so yeah that's that's like my thought process. Minimizing guessing and not forcing things is really nice. Um, having a character that complements that is really great too. Um, like, let's say like with Wolf where you, you have access to a projectile. So like, you can really wait out in neutral and you can really get a lot of information and stuff like that. Like, there's just, there's a lot of ways to go about playing the game than just ramming into your opponent and trying to force something to happen and playing very, like, hopeful. Like, I hope this works. I hope they fall for this spot dodge into Smash Attack. You know what I mean?
1: Right. I, I honestly think that kind of play is, and like, I, I can even speak to this as, like, experience, like, when I competed in Smash 4. Um, like, there's a certain point, especially if you're playing against someone that you feel like is better than you or you feel like has better neutral than you. um. Like, I've been in situations where it's like, damn, I I can't, like, I, like, literally subconsciously think to myself as I'm competing, like, damn, this guy's PGR'd, like, okay, I'm playing, like, dude, damn, beat me in three neutral interactions, I can't, like, I can't out-neutral this guy. Like, I'm just going to start fucking winging out these dash attacks or dash grabs (laughs) and, like, just start to, like, make this guy start guessing because, like, I don't have faith in my neutral, which is, like, which isn't bad. Um, I think you do that in some situations, but like that's that's generally not good. Especially that's really not good if you're pract- if you're just grinding. You need to grind out your neutral. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're if you're in a tournament and you really just feel that way, and you're just like, and I've seen people get upset by this, where it's just like, well, fuck it, I'm just gonna go for the yellow up smash because like I'm I don't think I can out neutral this guy. Like I I'm just gonna go for like this crazy hard read and catch this guy totally off guard because he's he has faith that I'm like. Trying to neutral him, right? So it's like, and it, and it works. Not it's not consistent, right? Which is why usually you're not going to see players like tweak do that because you know when when someone's career is on the line, like they're they're going to look for very consistent options, right? They're going to have faith in their reaction. They're going to have faith in their neutral stuff that they've like catered and grinded for years, right? Um, and the reason why they're able to do that is, um, this is one thing that I kind of like to talk about. It, I call it like a the refresh rate of a player and. Um, it's going to go back off of what Gavin was talking about with, uh, people buffering options and neutral. Um, this is most people do this because their refresh rate of the game is not as fast as the other player. So when, when Gavin's playing the game and he doesn't even have to think when he's doing this or even pink, like just really experienced players, like when they're playing the game, their, their refresh rate of neutral is like way faster than most other players. So it's like, Oh, boom, this hits on shield now what is happening like they're not saying that in their head but they're 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 mindful of what is going on interaction to interaction like and they know the windows where it's like okay boom now we can do something here okay did what did you do okay the next interaction but other people their refresh rate isn't as fast so they have to take guesses they're like like sometimes i'll i'll like be coaching someone and i'm like you know coaching a lower level player and i'll be like you made that decision to dash attack when you ran all the way on the left side of the screen. Like, you cross-stage dash tag this dude, and he wasn't even there. <laughs> but, like, you you ran on the left side of the stage, and you started running, and then, like, you're not refreshing the situation. Like, he's not there anymore. Like, by the time you hit halfway across the stage, he already full-hopped. But then, like, you kept going, and you dash tag because you made the decision... When you dashed from the left side of the stage, you're like, "I'm dash tacking right here," and you didn't change your mind. There's a lot of situations in neutral where you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna do this," but then like it, it has to change because like you you refresh the situation like five frames later, ten frames later, it's different, right? So it's like, you you have to have that refresh rate, and the only reason or the only way you. Get better at having a faster refresh rate is you stop guessing. You actually like put yourself in a situation where it's like, okay, boom, and then you're probably gonna get fucked for it because you're bad at it. But that's fine, you know what I mean? Because you're gonna try to like hit someone, to you. and am like, okay, I need, I need to like see what the situation is after, and then like you get hit because you're not quick enough or your reactions aren't good enough. But that is okay because you're you're trying to play neutral you're trying to have the same refresh rate as like these top players and you're trying to take these situations by situations by situations instead of like clumping it all together like i hit shield and i'm just going to swing again and In- instead of doing that you're going to i'm i'm going to hit shield and like try to comprehend and see what happens and make a decision after that instead of just like clumping it all together it's like that, that those string of like 3 to 4 situations it's 3 to 4 situations and you need to refresh every single one but a lot of players just clump it all together and it's just like I'm falling down with Fox with Nair and I'm fucking doing some more shit like I'm swinging regardless <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a fuck what have I've seen people in Nair and I've done this myself I've dropped down with Nair and this person rolls away and I'm still, still throwing out the jab like I made the decision to throw out the jab before I even hit anything and I didn't even hit anything you know what I'm saying I think so that's a big deal
0: I think um, something I also want to stress that I don't want anyone to forget is that Ultimate still has a lot of guessing going on. And it's not even just scenarios like this. Um, Fighting games have guesses. Um, Some characters force it more than others. Um, And like, you know, it's a guess. You're not, it's not your fault. You're not, you know, it's just how it is. Um, You can try to minimize it and like, you know take advantage of the situations that aren't guesses to get ahead of the game so you can afford to guess uh guess incorrectly more whatever but um so this ultimate situation we talk about all the time which is a really funny way to word it um uh like with the move into spot dodge into spot dodge reversal this situation is going to happen it's not your fault it's not your fault for doing it either um but something I want to stress is gauging the risk reward before you do it and, and stuff like that. And gauging their risk reward while they're doing it. Like let's say let's say you're at 0% last stock, they're at 150 last stock. And they do something ambiguous on your shield, and you're not positive if you have the punish to it, right? In this situation, you don't have to do anything. Um <laughs> you don't have to risk um getting hit by their you know they're looking for their big opening to like even up the game or get some sort of crazy right. guess into like
1: looking for that one palune Yeah they they, they have something in
0: mind, right? <laughs> you mm-hmm. you don't have to force anything. You, you all you need is your straight hit and the game is over, right? So if you're mm-hmm. not sure based on the numbers or based on their positioning or whatever or based on your out of shield options you don't have to guess here <laughs> um, you can keep holding but shield you can try to reset yeah but they do they're gonna force something so that's another thing and let's say let's say you're winning by a lot as well like another situation where you're winning but you're the one you know pressing the, the advantage like you're the one trying to open them up Um, go for it Go for this like cheeky spot dodge reversal into something that's unsafe or something. See what happens. Get the information you need because the game is not going to end, regardless of what happens here, right? So that's what I see from every level of play: um, top level, high level, low level. Everyone is doing this, but I feel like gauging the risk reward is a different story for a lot of these players. Sometimes it's you know they're nervous or they really they're really desperate. So that's something I really want to stress to people. Try to pay attention to the risk reward. Like is it even worth doing this right now or am I just doing this because I don't know what else to do? <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Right. Right where it's more of just like an instinctual panic option, right? Yeah. And like And that again, you're you you got to have confidence in your neutral and even if you don't have the confidence, like when you're practicing, you have to like consciously try to improve your neutral like you you'll never get better and you're i i I don't say you'll never get better but you will definitely stunt your growth in terms of neutral if you just like force guessing all the time um and this is like this is a big thing too when i'm you know coaching all of lower level players like i can't i can't critique somebody's neutral i can't critique somebody's spacing i can't critique any of that if all you do is run in and dash attack. W- w- like where's where's the neutral, right? Like you're again, you're forcing you're forcing commitment, right? And here the thing about the thing about committing, and I remember when this game first dropped, right? And I was like, I'm looking at the game, and you know, it's like the first couple months, and I was talking to Light, and Light was like, dude, I'm just gonna rush everybody down, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck everybody up, and I'm just like this game's not like that, dude. I, I know it feels like that at first because everyone was like, oh, you can dash tilt. Like, dude, this game's going to be so aggro. Like, blah, blah, blah. And after the first couple... And I remember, I remember um, right before the game came out, I was at the loft with Gavin. And Gavin was like, dude, if you can dash tilt, like that means, that means dash back is going to be broken. And he was like, dude, what if this game is like... So like cause everyone in Smash 4 thought this game was gonna be like super aggro, super crazy hype. Right? I was the one Gavin, human being. Right. Gavin was just like, I don't know, man, dash back is probably gonna be like super broken. And like I just remember being in Gavin's room and being like, oh fuck. I was so scared. I was so scared. Dude, I was scared. like, dude, I was like, holy shit, I, I think he's right. Like, <laughs> and then the game dropped, right? And then um yeah, light was like, yeah, I'm gonna rush everyone down, blah blah blah. I was like, dude, you're gonna have to bring out the laser, bro. And sure enough Three or like maybe four or five months in, I saw light bringing out that laser. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yep. I mean, obviously, you can still play more pressure oriented, but like you can't commit over and over again. Um, and the reason being is okay, here's and like this is what I hate about cross stage commitments. Like, you you don't do this, top players just generally don't do this. Like, you don't see a top player run from right side of the stage to the left side of the stage and then throw the dash attack or something. Like, they might here and there, but like the reason why committing is so hard, okay, so you One, you have to win the RPS, right? Like, I run up on somebody, they're shielding. Like, are they going to spot dodge? Are they going to jump? Are they going to attack or whatever, right? Like, you have to win the generalized RPS, right? On top of that, how far were you when you are engaging this commitment? Did they reposition themselves, right? Like, not only do you have to hard read the RPS, you have to hard read where your opponent's going to be when you make the commitment. You are reading them times two, all right? That's really hard. You know what I mean? Like that that's not an easy thing to do. Like and you you should do that at a very minimal part. And if you're trying to improve if you're trying to work on your neutral, that's like going to be the very first thing you got to do. You got to like just stop committing as much. You can still make commitments here and there. Um and obviously there's always like context to it right like oh does he have no double jump right like did he did he try to double jump bait me in neutral now he has no double jump now now the risk reward is way more in your favor cuz now resources are burned right now make a commitment now go for the up smash now try to anti air with some something right like it makes more sense so um yeah just, just and and then on top of that with the refresh rate and all that other jazz there, there's a bunch of ways to work on your neutral but that's like base level, like, first thing I always tell people when they're trying to work on neutral and I'm trying to critique their neutrals, like, that's, like, the first thing is just the amount of commitments a lot of players make is really big. And even, like, e- technically, even hitting someone with, like, a, you know, a, some kind of something, something spot dodge, right? Like, that's, like, the ultimate situation. Um Even that is a commitment. It's not as a big of a commitment as, like, a dash stack or something like that, but it's still technically a commitment because when you get to the higher levels of play, like, players start punishing that really hard like they'll be in shield oh you spot dodge right in front of me up smash up b like you will get fucked for that really really hard if you do it too much and and that's why even gavin said "You, you do it here and there and you more so do it for information but you're it's not it shouldn't be a core aspect of your gameplay
0: okay i actually thought it was hilarious that you mentioned like us watching ultimate like the demo and whatnot like before it came out right right and I remember everyone was like yo this game is gonna be crazy like melee status like we're gonna be like (laughs) games are gonna be over in 10 seconds and I like I was just having this like this like moment like watching the demo and I was just like looking into the future and I was like this is gonna suck dude this is gonna (laughs) suck so bad like I was just like witnessing like basically the meta we're in now I'm not like I actually am enjoying ultimate more than ever I've been having a great time um like Mostly the characters I'm playing, like, it's just been really fun. Like I'm not trying to shit on Ultimate that heavy. It's it's mostly just funny. But yeah, this game is super defensive. And um I just I just knew it. <laughs> I just knew it was happening. Like I I knew it was all like it was all going to be like aggression, quote unquote. Like yeah. if you're watching and spectating, like, and you're not like digging too deep into what's going on, it's going to look aggressive, which is, that's great. The combos
1: are long, right? Advantage yeah. state is brutal, right? Just because somebody does, like, a 50% combo doesn't mean he's aggro. Like, <laughs> if he dashed back and then dashed back in for the combo starter, like... Well, he definitely just, you know, did a dash back, which is strong, but it is defensive, right? But then I feel like most people, they'll, they'll like see like the combo or the sick edge guard after and be like, yo, man, this guy's so aggro. She's like, <laughs> well, actually, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all, it just depends on how much you actually know about neutral and whether or not if it's like, if they're just spamming defensive options or not. And the best you know, thing about Ultimate something
0: up, is that it's eye candy and it's so easy to watch. I think yes. th- I think it's a great thing for the for the spectators for sure.
1: Amazing.
0: Yeah. For the players, it's all like subjective at that point, right? It's like Right. Okay. If you choose to get angry at it, then get angry at it, but at the end of the day, like you got to accept it. Yep. Uh...
1: Cuz we definitely ain't going back to Smash 4. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Um I'm about to get DQ'd, so I... Oh, you're in a bracket? Yeah, I got
0: the host of Invitational. Go play, bro. Um, <laughs> Leave it to yeah, us, man. I don't really. I mean, it's whatever. It's, like, it's, <laughs> it's been Wi-Fi like right. about an hour. Also, yeah, I'm I just see. eating this Taco Bell, bro. Let me mute my mic.
2: Dude, I love. I love. But it's, this is like one of my favorite subjects to talk about. So I'm
1: like. There's so much to talk about, right? Like, yeah. We didn't even get into stage control. <laughs> That's a whole huge aspect of of just, like, neutral in general that I, I don't think people value, right? Oh, for sure. People just... Dude, What the thing that makes me the angriest is when I'm
2: playing against someone and they have a killing back throw and you're at the edge of the stage and they do run up, roll behind. I'm like, dude, like... <laughs> you... You bet it all on me not reacting to your roll and just holding shield. And now that it didn't happen, you are stuck in the corner. Like, why did you do that? It that that makes no sense to me. I'm just like, bro, just hold the position. Like, I as a player know that you have a killing back throw, so I'm scared of that. Like, the moment I see the wall, I'm gone. You're jumping. I'm you. and that's just going
0: <laughs> like doing his animation where you like whiffs the grab. <laughs> but if, like,
2: yeah, but if like you just stand there, I'm like, yo, what can I do? I'm 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 spooked. Like, yo, why are you just standing there? Like do something, like, make an action, like, uh, so, that's the thing, is, like, uh, which I think a lot of people don't prey on, is that, like, uh, a lot of people have, like, anxiety, like, when they get in, like, a corner, and, like, in a very uncomfortable situation, so they will panic, they choose a panic option, that's why you hear people say, like, oh, they, like, panic rolled, or they panic shield, or they panicked, whatever, like, the, they choose a panic option, because exa- their heart rate starts going, yo, my blood pressure's up, I, and they just, they just do something, so, like,
1: Standing in a
2: range where like, they can't do anything to threaten you is so spooky. It's just like, yo, he, I can't hit him, but they can hit me. I got to get out this situation. Like, you know, like yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. just something that a lot of people don't value when it comes to stage control.
0: I'll be in the corner and I'll be like, full hot monkey flip to the other <laughs> yeah, side of the like, screen right now. <laughs> get away, bro, danger. <laughs> No, but actually, danger, I danger. just I I just be standing there and just try to react to what they're doing. Oh, yeah, your reaction time, so deep. <laughs> I just like, all right, calm down.
1: <laughs> They'll never expect this. I'll actually
0: stay in the corner.
1: <laughs> yeah, or even like walking out of the corner is something that are yeah. just just, people just do. inching like, just
0: inching forward.
1: Yeah, just claim a little bit of stage control, and because I mean, you've probably heard us say the option dash back how many times, you know, throughout this podcast. And I mean, I think we could all agree that's probably the most common slash best um, neutral option, right? It's like the safest. And in terms of like what you can get out of a dashback, like the risk reward for it's really good, right? Um, But guess what? You can only do dashback if you got stage because if you're in the corner and you do a dashback, you are now off stage, which is very not good. (laughs) So um, you have to uh, earn the right to do the most, Common, the best, uh, you know, neutral option in the game, and that all stems off of stage control and how you how you control that, right? And it varies from stage to stage; it's very different. Um, even, uh, you know, we're talking about the corner. I also want to talk about platforms, and platforms are a big deal because you cannot do an aerial and fall through a platform. Um, now, this is something that you'll you'll see top level players do: is they will delay their aerial right as they pass the platform, okay? And this is this is something really hard to do. Um it just takes really impeccable timing. It's a little easier if you have a floatier character, harder the faster follower your character is because your frame windows or just the window you have to do it is larger. But like um you know you I and I see tweak do this many times where it's like he, he's he someone's camping underneath the platform because it's like you cannot aerial me because I am under a platform, right? And they can like even spam an anti-air option because if you start your aerial at the platform and they come down um, they get stopped, right? But if you delay your aerial, you fall past the platform, then you aerial, right? Obviously, you're open this whole time. The whole time, you don't have any hitbox covering you. So you can just get hit, which, you know, again, makes the platform really strong and a huge part of neutral. But yeah, um, that's like a really big deal. Obviously, you have movement options around the platform. Like wave Like landing isn't as strong as it is in other games, like melee or PM or whatever. But um, still a pretty decent option, right? Um, and yeah, it's a... Uh, Just resource management. We keep going back to this word resource management. There's so many different resources. Even like we're talking about items before. There's even characters that spawn things that you can interact with, but they are not an item. (laughs) Duck on Ken, the the gunman. These are things that are spawned on the map, but they are not an item. And this started becoming a thing in what Smash Four. I want to say. I don't know if there's anything in Brawl that was like it spawned like a character spawned something, but it wasn't an item. I, I can't really think of any. So um, I, th- or right, so that I was like It's definitely
0: like a Smash 4 thing for the most part,
1: I would expect. Right, right. So it's like, you know, these games are introducing newer and newer mechanics as we go forward and even stuff like, you know, the hydrant water pushing you, like there's there's so many different stuff that oh, you can like I interact mean. with in the game. Yo, uh, the Waddle
0: D's from Brawl.
1: I, I missed that that's so much. <laughs> I was like Oh okay, okay. The RG Gordo right. that
2: killed you at seventy. Right. I feel bad. Oh, Rivers has been waiting for like twenty minutes, so I am gonna head out, but y'all I can keep calling. All, All right. right, thanks for having me. Good luck. Good
1: oh, luck sure. in your adventure. Start Thank spot
2: dodging you. right now. Go. Oh, I'm already doing it. Let's go.
1: <laughs> go Mayor, forward, spot dodge spot smash. Goes. Go 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 go. <laughs> Brawl right. Brawl DDD was my favorite Smash character, man. All-time favorite Smash character. I miss that fat bastard. DDD, like, to me, DDD is not even in this game. Like, he's just not there. Not, he's not I'm still really waiting the on the patch where tires are an item. I'm still waiting. Oh, dude. Yeah, see, Brawl tires. Six or seven years item. later,
0: I'm still waiting. I'm dude, waiting. You
1: could, you could probably, like, if you had a tire, oh, my goodness. Best Braille character Shield in the game. Be good. Best character yeah. in the game. He would be insane. I'm waiting. So, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess we could go into a stage list if you want to keep going. Yeah. One more thing about tires. <laughs> Do one, you guys one. remember
0: that tip you would get when you were starting up a yeah. match in Wii U? And it would say the tires were an item.
1: Yeah. They yeah. meant
0: to have them as an item in four. And they just, instead of giving the items, instead of making them an item, actually, they took the tip out.
1: Yeah, they're like, ooh, whoopsie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we forgot to do that.
0: Damn, dude. And now look he at Wario. He needed it in
1: Smash 4. He yeah. needed it so badly. He needed was... it, dude. And now look at my
0: ultimate. So low tier trash. Now he's low tier, bro.
1: <laughs> the Wario agenda never stops. <laughs> he needs it. Yeah, so stage list. This is... This is an interesting topic. I think it became a lot more interesting with the addition of some of these stages. Um, obviously, I'd, I think without Small Battlefield, uh, we, you can't really have a debate over, st- at least Hazards On, Hazards Off. I think Small Battlefield made it so like a Hazards On stage. Because we tried switching in between the two, right? Having both. It's just, in a TO perspective, there's no world where that works, right? No. It I just makes everything way too hard. I don't think it works. Right, so you got to pick one or the other. Like, doing uh, that mid-set just doesn't sound right. Like, switching the rule sets
0: mid-set. No. Right.
1: And I've also seen the argument of uh, where you have the stage list. Like, there's a... So, like, when you go to select stage list, the stage lists are named by the stages, and you pick, like, you pick Pokemon Stadium 2 and it has... A, that, I've seen that. Um, again, not the... Best thing logistically for a TO, just because you have to create that many rule sets on that many switches, and you think these these really big tournaments, it ain't just like your local with twenty switches, man. It's <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of fucking switches. Uh, you're, you're talking hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of switches. So um, I understand that that is it. That does work, but like I also understand a TO not wanting to hire somebody, you know, to go set up all those switches, that's a, that's a lot of fucking work. Th- so, it's like, yeah. I think...
0: So, there's a couple things with, like, people that are deep into competitive Smash, when you talk about rule set. There's some people that think, you know, the more stages, the better. There's some people that are very simplistic and will just have a handful of stages at most. There's some people yep. that want hazards, there's some people that don't want hazards. Some people want this stage specifically, a lot of people don't. Like, as for me um I'm definitely less is more for the most part um I'm pretty indifferent when a rule set changes in terms of the stages um for me what I want is consistency across all tournaments um right uh obviously like you know like I have the influence to like help out and like make tier uh Stageless myself and try to make suggestions, which I haven't, so I'm not gonna blame anyone like you know i'm I guess I'm somewhat at fault too, not really, but okay, moving on <laughs> uh i I would like if there was the same rule set every time for every tournament, so as someone that does plays this game for a living, it doesn't feel like I'm playing a different game every tournament
1: like that's which is really frustrating
0: that's terrifying like like it's like
1: oh it has these stages oh
0: and then there's the timer which is part of the stage list um
1: which is a lot it's a lot bigger of a deal than a lot of people think oh yeah
0: it's crazy like um like seven or eight minutes is like it's changing all the time stages stage lists are changing every tournament like it feels a lot less Consistent and competitive when the stage list is differing like every major, especially all, like offline, like when like it's all counting for the same PGR, but we're all playing, we're playing on different stage lists every tournament and like different timer. It's like you're, it's like when when is it going to be consistent? We're we're a couple of years in, like when is it going to be a universal thing? Because there's no way we can't figure that out. Um, I think it's one of the most important things for competitive. Smash right now that hasn't been addressed as much as it should be, um, and it's not even like I necessarily like disagree with any of these stages. I just want it to be the same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think it—it's it, funny because when the game launched and we uh, we heard they're bringing all the stages back, right? It was like. Everyone was like popping off like, yeah, you know, this is going to be so awesome. But like, it's kind of a double-edged sword because now that we have all these options, it's really hard to really funnel down to a stage list that feels fair or equal to everybody, right? Um, With Smash 4, it wasn't hard to get a stage list in a year. That everyone was just like, yep. I mean, the only the only debatable thing in Smash 4 was the... Uh, I mean, we, we went through the Halberd-Delfino bullshit phase, right? That, that For like a week. Months. For like a week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, I, the first Apex 2015, Halberd... And, I don't know if Delfino was legal, but yeah. Halberd was. Which was some bullshit because Diddy could kill with up throw up air like fucking 30 or 40 on that stage of rage. It was total horseshit. Anyway, um, you know so we went through the Halberd-Delfino phase. That stage a stick sticks for way too long. That did stick for way too long. And um, that was a very toxic stage. And it didn't... It, it took a while, but there were some players that abused it. And we finally were just like, okay, well, are we really going <laughs> to compete on the stage? Um, but... You know, and so Smash Four it took it was a lot faster to like really trim the fat down and just be like, okay, this is our this is our rule set, right? Um, I think we stuck with double triplats, which I didn't agree with personally in Smash Four. But you know, I mean, I didn't even agree with it, and I was a Fox player in Smash Four, and it was broken for me. I would yeah. literally like sit there and be like, "Where have you been?" And like, <laughs> I already decided, I already decided where I'm going. Right when I asked the question, I know where I'm going. I'm going to Dreamland or Battlefield you decide which one we're going to. (laughs) And, like, it would just be frame one. I I would practice it. I I got real good at this. Like, they'll be like... Dream and then like as I hear them Pronouncing DR I'd be like Battlefield And then like oops, <laughs> Battlefield And it's just like like that's where we're going Like it, it didn't matter you Dude, know what I mean And like I, I thought that was stupid
0: You gotta rehearse the um, way you say what do you ban So you don't seem suspicious too like you're bullshitting yeah. them You gotta be mad chill You gotta be like yeah what do you ban bro Like you can't be like suspicious about it Like yo what do you ban Like cause you already have something like up your sleeve
1: <laughs> Right right exactly And I was also that guy in Smash 4 that would be like First game, they'll be like Smashville. It'll be like, fuck no! Like, we're not playing Smashville. I hate that stage. Like, we're playing something else. They just um, have like the Pikachu face right after. They're like, what? What? Like, no Smashville. But, no one's ever said uh, that before. But yeah, it's it's so hard in this game. There's so many factors. We have hazards on and hazards off. Um, hazards on is like a. I think it can be tested. I don't know how legit it is. We we have no like. We have no data on it, right? So I, I personally think Hazards on there, there's there's here's the big issues of Hazard off rule set right now. And it's nobody's fault, it's just how the stages work. Every stage in Ultimate, I don't know why. They're fucking it's huge. Even the blast zones on a lot of the stages, like there are very little stages with small blast zones. And even the stages with small blast zones are big. Um so Yoshi's story is. Uh, the stage with the smallest blast zones, which is like why it's on the stage list. But wait a minute. Now we have issues because it's another triplat and it's still a big stage. It's it's still like just big. You know what I mean? It's not like small. It's not like Melee Yoshi story where the stage is like small blast zones and it's condensed as just small stage as well. Right. So um, you start getting these overlapping issues with hazards off where it's like, okay, pick your poison. Like, what do you want? If you take Yoshi's away and there's only one triplat, now you have no small stage and even i i also think like one of the big problems with hazards off is actually how smashville works is because the platform not moving so smashville is the only small stage on the entire stage list like in terms of like stage size right so you think to yourself well i'm going to take a projectile character to a small stage so i'm always next to them right but the thing about smashville it, it's very unique because it's the only stage in the game um excluding Yoshi's island which i think at this point we're all agreed that it's not going to be a legal stage at all right um we had the experimental phase with Yoshi's island it was the single platform very big but had all those crazy slants um everyone that that's out of the question now so now you have the small stage but it's a single platform but it's in the middle so it, it, it basically people- takes up the entire stage Right, which is really strong for projectile, particularly. Yeah. <laughs> which is funny because you'd think that you don't want to, You would want to take a projectile character there, but the thing is, center stage control in Smashville is the strongest on Smashville. Like, you you can go you, if you control center stage on any other stage, it's not as strong as Smashville because Smashville has that platform, and we even talked about it earlier, where you cannot do an aerial through a platform. So now think of like think of a snake or any character that has very good horizontal zoning, right? They have very good horizontal pressure, but they have a platform above them. But this platform is now above them in the center of the stage, the strongest part of the stage. Because if you get hit at the center stage, you could just not even be in disadvantage. You could just be back in neutral depending on your percent. Or if you're at the center of the stage, you are the farthest away from the blast zones. Like just mathematically distance wise, the center stage is the strongest part of the stage. And now you have a platform over your head so even if your character has shit anti-airs, like, you literally have a built-in anti-air through a stage, right? And then you're pressuring out horizontally, right? So it's, like, now you're thinking, like, shit, this this character that has really good horizontal pressure, I can't take them to the small stage to, like, be next to him all the time because it's, like, a... It's like, yes, the stage is small, but if you ever get center station show, it's really hard to crack the egg. And now you're just fighting on really big stages with really big blast zones, right? Yeah. Unless you have Yoshi's, which then again, you kind of come back to this, like, it's like this loop of like, there's always going to be an issue. Like, there's too many big stages. There's that's why, too many tripods.
0: That's why I'm always leading back to like, less is more, you know what I mean? Because like, yeah. you add more stages because you're thinking you're you're coming up with some sort of solution to other stages problems. But it's never quite enough because it always brings some sort of other variable right or it has the same variable as another stage so like it just ends up getting like just becoming really clustered and like a lot of the stages like serve a much more similar purpose than expected or the stage serves a different purpose than you thought it would like it's extremely difficult and that's why i'm always down to like trim down the stage list at least with what The general ultimate stage list is like right now um and yeah it's 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 definitely not easy because you have a lot of people to please and there's a lot of different opinions with smash specifically
1: and i think uh for some reason the smash community is always
0: like like it's like it's like we said like we dealt with even all the way back to melee we dealt with Uh, rainbow crews and like all these ridiculous stages that are very They started
1: competing with items on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the very very beginning obviously, right?
0: All the melee things is understandable. That's legitimately like the start. Like with 64 you didn't even have like those, the choice. It was just items or no items at that point. Um, stage this, there's barely any stages to choose from. So what I'm getting at is like the growing pains with melee make a lot more sense but the thing is we've we went through this two more times after like yeah. so it makes it really hard to get like a legit competitive consistent stage list if we're falling for the same we're making the same mistakes every smash game <laughs> so like yeah we can't get ahead like so of course people are going to try to have wario wear and ultimate or like uh you know like multiple slants or multiple triplats or like So it's hard to work with these people (laughs) because, like, so many people have different opinions and a lot of people just think the more the better and, like, they don't
1: think anything past that. Right. And even just, like, you talking about slants, let's, let's talk about, you know, what, let's really break down, like, what a stage is, right? Like, so obviously platform layout is going to be the first thing you, anyone's going to think about when it comes to a stage, right? So you have you have to think of platform layout. You have to think of the actual size of the stage, right? Then you have to think of horizontal blast zones and then vertical blast zones, right? And then we get into the, like, the trickier stuff. We get into walls. We get into slants. Now, a lot of people don't think slants change the game that much, but they actually do. Um, shorter characters are a lot harder to to corner pressure on slants. So think of like. Um, on, like, Yoshi's Island, when that was legal, that's, like, that was the most drastic slant. Pichu could literally fit in that pocket. Imagine <laughs> trying to corner pressure, like, Pichu or Olimar on Yoshi's Island.
0: You have and a Yoshi's- handful of options, and they have, they have, like, okay. they, they, they know how to deal with that. If you're, like, if your whole moveset gets cut by, like, 80% while they're on right. this slant in terms or of, like, like-
1: Yeah, and if you have to like sink a fucking aerial like extremely low to the ground or something like that just to like barely hit the top of their shield. So basically, you're giving
0: yourself one timing instead of like in general. Generally, Smash has like so much ambiguous, crazy timings and it's not that easy. But when you add something like that, you're basically like playing a very simple game from the small
1: character's eyes. Right, exactly, and I mean, I kind of get why you would want slants for variety, so to speak. And this here, here's the issue with Smash. Okay, now S- Smash, you know, one of the big reasons why it has the viewership it has is the IP is broken, right? So your 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 viewers, your viewer base is huge, right? Your competitor base is nowhere near the size of the viewer base, right? So here's the here's the. Thing that the TOs have to like kind of go up against right so it's like do I appeal like do I go towards the opinions of the more casual competitive slash casual part of the smash community right where they want fountain of dreams they want they want like a nine stage list so like there's (laughs) so much variety when they're watching their favorite players duke it out with their favorite nintendo characters right and like there's there's so many different stages that they're seeing right like that's what they want and even tweak touched up on this The the higher up the totem pole you go in terms of competitors one trend you'll usually see is the top-level players want a smaller stage list. Now, why is that? <laughs> well, it's their career on the line, and they don't want to get fucking bullshitted by some dumb stage. <laughs> like, they just they, they want to play on, like, a five-stage list, or I, I've even seen extreme stage lists is, like, where in, like, Japan, where they have, like, a three-stage list. It's literally, like, Battlefield, Final Destination, and, like, Pokemon Saving 2, yeah. Yeah, like, just like just those three. Like, um, you know what I mean? Or maybe even you could throw in Smashville. Or something like that, right? Like it's just three stages, very simple. Or you can go with like a five stage list. I think five stage list is like the best. Now and even like if you know me, I've I'm pushing to test hazards on. And one of the big reasons why I'm trying to push that is because it's like a it's an in-between. If you asked me like what I actually wanted, I would just want a hazards off five stage list. But I know that when you take into account the the like the viewership and stuff like that, like people want to see like hype stages or different stages right so it's like with with my like my particular hazards on rule set it has fountain on there which is like everyone fucking loves fountain dude like you know it's a beautiful stage right um i mean hell even i love fountain but like so it's like you with like from so my personal hazards on stages is like um smash and it fixed the it fixes the whole like Smashville being good for projectiles like they can kind of camp on the side platform but it eventually comes towards the center and like it forces interactions whatnot right so it's like Smashville small battlefield battlefield final town and fountain like that's my six stage list hazards on that I don't think is like better than every other stages but I think it deserves to be tested kind of deal right um but yeah it's like it's it's like, and that's why stageless is such a controversial topic. Like everyone wants a bunch of stageless, but like these top level competitors, they want it simplified and they want it consistent um and like me and gavin had to deal with this so many times like when we we're traveling to all these different tournaments and it's like we're going through his bracket and it's just like oh shit wait is yoshi's legal here yeah. or is violet legal here like what are you banning against this dude like wait because because this character like you definitely ban yoshi's but if, if it's not legal then you don't have to waste the ban on yoshi's and you know what i mean like the, the fact that it's changing all the time and even like when gavin's playing a character like wario when you're looking at the when you're looking at the timer, right, if it's set at 8 minutes or set at 7 minutes, like, obviously he can look at the timer and really get the number down and do the math in his head. That's not hard, but obviously when he's focusing on, like, reacting through all these different neutral interactions or whatnot, if he can quickly glance and see that the the clock's at, like, 6, that means, like, half waft is online, right? Like, or close to being online. And he can just see that one number, 6, if the timer's 8 minutes. But then if the timer's 7 minutes, that number changes from 6 to 5, right? And, like, it could be one of his first matches and you can just be like, well, fuck, what tournament am I at? Like, yeah. I'm at one every other fucking weekend, right? Like, so it's like, stuff like that is very frustrating when it's not consistent.
0: Well, that's so- the thing too. Even at majors, like the most important of tournaments ever, setups will have different timers every time. These sets are all for PGR. These are like top, like bracket sets. It's because pe- there's not enough attention being paid to the stage list. Uh, major tournaments will have different timers like i haven't had a tournament where that wasn't the case obviously the stream setup is going to have the right rule set but like there's a bunch of setups at these tournaments so it's just how it is it's tough um so yeah i'm hoping you know with enough time we'll have at least some some sort of consistency at least something close to it because right now with like the, my experience of offline tournaments it's 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 very difficult. It's like getting ready to play a different game every tournament.
1: Yeah. And I I am on the boat in terms of like slimming the stage list down. I wish we had like 7, even 7 to me is pushing. Um I personally am a fan of like a 5 or 6. I think that's a really good in between. I also I also even favor the 3 stage list over the like 9 stage list or you know or the 8 stage list. I'm just like those These big sages, I just don't really agree with, um but i do I do understand you know, but like for me, I come from more of like a competitor viewpoint, coach viewpoint, so like that's why I think that, but and even the timer not like let's talk about the timer affecting how it affects like every match, not just like someone playing Wario looking for waft timers right like yeah, so it's like I actually think we should test six minute timers in my opinion, just because like here's the thing uh. The argument is like, OK, if we do six minutes, everyone's going to start timing out. I'll tell you right now, right fucking now, that Sonic player you're playing against, whether it's six minutes, five minutes, <laughs> 10 minutes, 20 minutes, he's timing you out. Like He's trying to time you out. It doesn't fucking matter if it's six minutes or eight minutes or whatever. Like Top level players, they're going to play the play style. That is optimal for them. The timer is not going to well, affect them.
0: The thing is about six minutes, If it's a six-minute timeout compared to a seven-minute timeout, then it's already shorter, guaranteed. Uh, Right. And that's also if you're viewing timeouts as an objectively bad thing, which is already like, all right, figure out what's going on, right? Because like, why do you think timeouts are bad? We shouldn't be catering a stage list because of something subjective, right? Like, oh, this. We don't want this character to be successful, blah, blah blah. Like, you know what I mean? Like. If you're viewing timeouts as bad, then sure, make it fucking thirty minutes. <laughs> right? <laughs> no one right. will ever time out. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, I would be open to testing that too, but here's something I really want to point out is so with eight minutes, less timeouts will happen, right? There's just more time. um, the games will last longer than seven minutes, but here's the thing. There is not many timeouts in Ultimate. Um, But the intention to timeout through someone's playstyle is very common, right? Just because it doesn't go to time doesn't mean they didn't have that intention at some point of the match. That's just part of Smash. It's, you know, it's a a, a very successful style to play safe. Um, Time is a resource. Yeah, so the reason a lot of these matches aren't going to time or because one of the two players is just is breaking um like because they have to like i play with intention time. to time out if i feel it's necessary pretty often but uh my opponent often throws out too many risks or just kind of breaks down and like you know they just fall in, they fall into your hands a lot when when you have this style and you're just outplaying them right so you're going to take that opportunity and the match is going to end because they're going to In a way, they're just throwing at that point because, like, the lead is so out of their hands. It would go to timeout if they just, you know, like, if they stopped interacting, but they're so far behind at some point or they just fall apart, they start forcing it. This is why timeouts don't happen as much. It's just the mental fortitude isn't there 99% of the time for at least one of the players. Um, But the intention is there very often, which is very hard to see because, like, you know not everyone's like looking at the game in that way um and that's why i'm a, not a fan of eight minutes because it's just it's too much um seven minutes i think is fine um yeah but if, I mean, I'm a if fan somehow of seven eight minutes became yeah. universal at least it's universal right like right it's not different every time um but yeah, I would be open to trying six minutes. I don't think timeouts are that much of a problem with seven, but six right. is at least better than eight. Um, so, like, one of the two, please.
1: <laughs> right, and it's just even the, the structure of time. Essentially, it's like, and the reason why people kind of overextend when the time is about to go out is because they're going to lose. Like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, at, at the end of the day, whoever doesn't have the percent lead, they need to take the stock in some way or form right or they need to catch up percentage wise and deal more damage to you if you guys are on the same stock to do that to do that to someone that is running away from you you have to take a guess you have to commit into yeah. your opponent and not every
0: player not every player's gameplay is surgical enough to inch forward to evening it out or getting their own lead they're going to do right. it a lot less safer like it's going to happen right so, and yeah, the thing is, timeouts aren't happening every time, but the intention is definitely there more than you'd ever know.
1: <laughs> right. And like, think of an eight minute timer, right? So if there's an eight minute timer, but the match goes to like a minute, even a minute 30, right? And the other person's like notices there's two minutes left or a minute 30 left, and like, shit, like, I need to start like pressuring this guy at like bare minimum pressure this guy more, right? Cause like, say, both of them uh-huh. were kind of just fucking running away from each other, right? Which happens a lot. Um, and then it's like from that point, the other person has to start committing, and then you know, he tries to commit slowly but surely, and then loses, right? He just doesn't get it. He, there's like a minute 20 left on the clock. If that was a six minute match, Guess when that other guy that's losing has to start making the pressure point yeah. and making the commitments uh you know a good 4 minutes into the match because there's only 2 minutes left <laughs> and he's, that that's that's his resource so time is the resource to the person that is losing you guys got to view it like that so it's like oh I'm losing I have x amount of time to get the lead or kill him or, or you know what I mean get the lead or just straight beat him right so it's like Viewing it like that, and I've seen so many games get to like around that one minute mark. And then, like, you see it in the gameplay where it's like, because essentially the person that's losing, they're camping the other person that's winning to test them. That is quite literally a test. At top level play, the other person should win the test every single time, right? But at lower level play, you're going to notice that's like someone gets frustrated because it's like, oh, well, I have the lead. Like, he's camping me what the fuck like this is bullshit and then they they crack right um that's going to happen a lot at low mid-level play but when you get that to that higher slash top level play um the person winning is not going to approach you like or or they're they're playing like shit if they do because that's just not a thing that's just like well no well i have to leave like they might make a commitment here and there like to kind of like just be a part of neutral with some burst options or whatnot but they're not going to run you down for the most part like they're they're going to play on that safer back foot because that's what they should be doing um and it's just like yeah again like if you have a eight minute match and it it goes to like a minute 10 but if you have a six minute match that goes to timeout the six minute match was faster yeah like Like actually it's just people
0: people are only against like lowering the timer because they think timeouts are a bad thing where it's like you know, defensive play and timeouts, like, they're only a bad thing if you think they are. Um, But if you want faster, if you want faster tournaments, if you want faster matches, like, it's it's faster no matter what, overall. If you run a tournament with an 8-minute timer and run a tournament with a 6-minute timer, it's very likely the
1: 6-minute timer tournament would be faster. (laughs) Right, right. And, like, it... (laughs) Not, like, there's not a lot of people that even know how to time people out, like, at Because yeah. I can kind of see the, the TO's perspective of, like, um, oh, man, like, if I have 8-minute timer, people just run at each other, which is, like, not true at top level, right? But, like, oh, but if it's a 6-minute timer, all these lower-level players are going to go to time instead of, like, just running at each other going 2 minutes. But, like, honestly, a lot of, like, low- and mid-level players, like, don't even know how to time out. They just, they just don't know, like, the process. They it's don't hard to, how to it's
0: hard to manage the resources, like, right. and, like, play surgical enough to, like, commit really, like, not commit a lot.
1: Yeah. And someone in the chat asked, why not even go to a five-minute timer? It's, like, for me, it's, like, I never, you, you never want to test stuff drastically. You always want to, like, kind of at least ease it in in terms of testing. And even, like, the way I'm explaining it, like, yeah, it does sound like 6 minute time, but I could be wrong. You know, I like I, all all I want really is like some testing. And I just And that's another thing about the stage list too. We've had a lot of data and we still don't have a stage list. That's that's to me that's another kind of like frustrating thing that's more so on topic, but yeah, and it's just like I just want something consistent. I personally just want a smaller stage list um whether it be hazards on or off just like just something consistent and it just sucks right now too because like we have all this data and then boom this wi-fi era hit like we can't it 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 essentially just felt feels like a big pause in terms of competition for competitive smash like there obviously like there's all the wi-fi tournaments going on but it's just not the same right like it's not the same as offline so it's really hard to test things too on wi-fi because of how smash gg smash.gg works in terms of like I don't think they have a lot of options to like alternate rule sets. I think this Wi Fi era would have been a fantastic time to start testing stuff out, right? Because it's like, oh, we're, we're doing a bunch of things that like we're doing for like fun and they kind of matter, but they kind of don't, right? Yeah. Like, that's the perfect time to test shit. But yeah, because like, Wi Fi right
0: isn't like a competitive environment and, and at the same time you're playing the same game, might as well like test some stuff out. I, I agree.
1: Yeah. So it's just it kind of sucks that we're like in this position where we can't really test it, but we should be testing it, and yeah, like just the Wi-Fi in general. And since
0: it's all we have, some people are taking it, taking it as serious as they would offline, especially because like sometimes there's still money involved for them, so like they don't want to experiment; they're playing to win.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that, that and that's another hard thing about just like this whole process too, right? Like. We didn't have a testing phase. Like, right when Ultimate drops, guess what? Boom, we're in there. Like, first PGR tournament in a month or two, like, gates are open. You know, like, there, we don't have, like, as a community, there's no, like, okay, guys, nothing official for six months. We're going to test things out, you know, really make sure we're going to get the stageless right and blah, 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 blah. Like, there, there is none of that, right? There's, there, and I mean, a big part of that is just like Nintendo not being a part of it structurally. So it's kind of just like, it's a bunch of these TOs. That are not coming together under one banner kind of deal, which is understandable, right? It's like a business where like everyone's just trying to make some money or whatnot, or just try to do stuff for the community, and it's all in these different areas. So it's like you're just gonna have all these bunch of different tournaments, and no one's gonna stop for anyone else, right? So it's like we kind of just like right when the game drop, it's open the floodgates. We're we're in there. So we kind of like it's, and this is something the Smash community has to do a lot in general. This is for LA and whatever the current Smash game is. Is we just have to learn as we go, right? We just kind of just through our experience and adapt from there. Yeah. A
0: lot of people are like, you know, like asking like should we be encouraging or discouraging timeouts? It's neither. Like you shouldn't be like tilting towards like some sort of specific gameplay or playstyle cuz like there's no right or wrong way to play the game. But in terms right. of like a weekend long tournament that like you know those tournaments last a long time, or like a big tournament or like a local will last all day, or like you know a a tournament takes a while, so the rule set is important because it's a competitive environment, you want it to be universal you want you want it to be like as fair as possible like and then the timer you want that to be consistent, you don't want the games to last too long, you don't want them to be too short, so the timer is important there. So the thing about eight minutes is, like, it's, like, sometimes, like, with the defensive play styles, like, the tournaments could last really long, but a similar thing could be happening if you just shave a minute off or something, you know what I mean? Especially, right. with, like, which is
1: why when testing things, you got to do it in, like, short increments. You can't, like, changing the the rule set by, like, two minutes, like, I, I, I personally wouldn't do that. Like, yeah. that that's, like, a humongous, drastic change, right? So... And I mean, someone in the chat did bring up like the viewership is also a very important perspective. We brought that up many, many times. It's pretty much the reason why Smash is so big. We don't have like... In terms of like money resources, like Smash doesn't have anything crazy because like we don't have developer support, right, for the competitive scene. So what does Smash thrive off of is thrives off the viewership, right? So it's like, yeah, that is also a thing to take into account. But I feel like most people they just don't understand, like when they see time, right? Like they see they see that word and they're just like, Oh my god, like that was so boring or whatever. But then you don't like nine out of ten of those viewers don't even know. That, like, oh, they watched an eight minute match that went down to a minute. That was literally longer than the six minute match that went to time. Like, I it's just, it's, it's, it's this weird situation with a lot of gray areas because you're, you're bringing in competition with casual viewership, right? So, and that now you're mixing two worlds together and they both thrive off of each other. But, like, because of they thrive off of each other, there's going to be like this huge gray area of, like, well, we got to, because if you went, if you, I'll tell you right now, if TOs just totally said, you know what, fuck all the players. We're going to just totally um, cater towards the viewership, right? i tell you right now, a lot of players won't be uh, happy about that. <laughs> and um, some players probably wouldn't even go to their tournaments. Oh, yeah. shit. Now people aren't going to my tournaments because I catered towards the viewers that I'm getting on Twitch, and I really need these viewership numbers. But wait a minute. Wow. Uh-oh. Tweak's not going to my tournament. Leo's not going to my tournament. Sam Saint- is not going to my tournament. Now no one's going to my tournament and there's no top players signed up which means like the regular entrance that's dropping too. Uh oh, wait a minute. Now no top players are in my tournament and no one wants to watch my tournament. You see how like that can swivel and like like shit can just roll downhill so quick and you're you're trying to like balance all these different aspects of the tournament, right? Cuz even like just just TOing in general. Like, there's the physical tournament itself. There's the broadcast of the tournament. How many streams do you have up? And it's just all, like, the rule and the why I'm bringing this up is the rule set affects all of these things. You know what I'm saying? It, it affects everything. So um, it's, it's, it's the backbone. And there's no right or wrong answer, which is why this is such a controversial topic. This is why you can kind of talk about rule sets forever, because there's so many factors going into it. But I think... I think personally generally you want to you should kind of cater a little bit more towards the competitors in my opinion um because they're like the backbone of it like at the end of the day if someone stops watching smash because they can't see like Yoshi's story or Yoshi's Island or Fountain of Dreams and like then I I just don't feel like that's a thing. Like I don't feel like someone's gonna stop watching Smash because like a stage got. Banned. Yeah, I feel you know like I mean? the
0: the casual viewers when they are looking for competitive Smash to watch, you know, they're like they like find out about it or they're interested in it and they want to see what's up. I feel like they're going to to like if they actually get into playing it from watching it, they're gonna bend to whatever the competitors do. Because I think they'll have some sort of respect for, like, what they think is competitive or, you know, they, they like, they don't have, like, any sort of expectations going into it, you know what I mean? Like, a, a casual viewer isn't going to go into, like, a a Smash tournament stream and be like, okay, they should have these items legal, but not these ones because I, I don't like those ones, you know what I mean? They're not going to be upset right. if, like, their rule set isn't, like, the rule set they use when they, like, hang out with their friends. They're, they're you know, they... Especially nowadays, like eSports is a very, you know, it's a thing. It's a popular thing. Everyone knows about it at this point. So I don't think they're going to be too caught off guard by anything. Maybe they'll be a little surprised, but I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to anger anyone except a weird casual extremist.
1: (laughs) Right, right. And on the other side of the coin, it's like, if you don't, if you piss enough players off, like, really, like, hyper-competitive players in terms of, like, crazy stages or whatnot, right? Like, your tournament takes a way bigger hit than, like, the handful of people or the group of people that are like, oh, I don't see Fountain of Dreams. Like, I don't want to watch this tournament. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I just feel like you generally just want to cater more towards the players in a lot of these situations. And yeah, I mean, for the most part, like, I feel like when most people, even so, like, I'm trying to, it's hard for me and you. I feel to kind of like, oh, let's let's try to be in the perspective of someone that watches Smash casually, right? Because obviously, we don't watch Smash casually. Like, we're part of, like, the tournament scene or whatever, right? Um, So it's like, so what I try to do is, like, OK, I watch other games casually, right? And, like, even for me, if I'm going to watch another game that I don't even play casually, like, for the most part, I want to see, like, really good gameplay. And I think that's a general thing, right? No one wants to tune in at, to a video game stream and watch someone, like, suck, unless that's, like, the pinnacle of the stream. Like, oh, wow, watch these guys really suck. Like, haha, that's funny. Laugh at them, right? Like, so I just, I, I feel like, I feel like making the stageless big more so because of the viewers is just so bad. Like, yeah. I just, I just don't agree with it. But yeah, I think, I mean, in terms of stageless, it's pretty much it, right? Yeah, I mean, Pretty much covered all the bases. There's a lot to
0: talk about. My the things I want are just consistency, regardless of what it is. Like I'll try my best to work with it as long as it's you know relatively reasonable. It's just it's just hard when there's differences every time. Yeah, online or offline, I I compete in a handful of online tournaments, and those are all different too. Um,
1: I mean, so if if you had to if you had to make a stage list, if you if you had the power. Oh yeah. God! You had the power, and you could just be like, you know what? Everyone shut I the fuck to up. I get to decide. <laughs> I decide this shit. What What would your What would your stage list be?
0: Yo, what's good, bro? Yeah, we
1: back. back. He's back. Okay, so
0: if I got had to make a stage list, PS2, Goaded. Goaded stage for sure. Facts. Facts. <laughs> uh, FD. Battlefields. There's no way I'm stopping there, right? You could. I might. Yeah. The thing is, there's stages like I've got used to and I like, but I don't know like if it's if I like them because they should be on the stage list or if I just be botting people. Right, right. Like, do you remember do you remember what you told me about Kalos and I didn't even realize it? Or was it Was it you that told me about how I play on Kalos? Someone told me that I have like a crazy win rate on Kalos specifically, and I never noticed.:
1: Yeah, you're really good on Kalos. And like yeah, I just you're like really good.
0: but <laughs> i I don't think that stage like that stage is iffy, you know what I mean? Right, right.
1: I don't know. if you have a three stage list, then you would have no bands, right? I, think. I get, I, yeah, that sounds crazy. Yeah, generally,
2: man. If
0: there aren't bands with
2: like three.
0: That sounds crazy. Yeah, I like right. Town and City too, but like,
1: I actually think Town and City's good in this game. I don't mind Town and City. I, I think, I think Town
0: and City definitely deserves to be on the stage list.
1: I wish the ceiling was short, like it was in Smash Four, so we would have yeah, like a. You know what I mean? Like, it, it would just add more variety because it just feels like every stage has a t- high ceiling in this game. Like, it just feels like a general thing. Like, I, I can't really think of a stage where I'm like, yeah, I'm taking you here because of the low ceiling. Like, kind of PS2. I know, I know Ding Dong works at certain percentages, like, better percentages on PS2 for Donkey Kong, but like, yeah. That's the like, more I, like, talk about
0: it and stages. think about it, I'm fine with a lot of stages, so like, not like a crazy o- amount, but... I don't like Slants, man. I don't like Slants and Ultimate specifically big feel at like on the hurt shape, boxes bro. and hitboxes are so like painfully like accurate accurate <laughs> maybe like or maybe like there's just a lot of small characters and they're like even smaller like i don't know what it is specifically it's probably a mix of everything but slants are just way more of a factor than they've ever been like if you go all the way back to brawl like i feel like moves were definitely like hitting more often regardless of the character size and slants And I, and now that the game is like, you know, more like, like it's it's way it's updated and it's newer, you know, some hitboxes are crazy, but it's harder to hit small characters than ever. I feel like, and that's just not okay. It's not okay. Like abusing like slants and like hurtboxes and like just being impossible to hit. That's when I'm like. Okay. Like there's no way you can argue this. Like this has to go. You know what I mean? So like no right. lilac, uh no Yoshi story. X. Um I will literally let anything else go. I will let anything else be on the stage list. Just not slants. You know? I don't know if I would want both PS2 right, and you gotta Unova, pick one
1: or the other in my opinion.
0: But like I know for sure that I if 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 I have the energy to, I'll bitch about slants. How about that? <laughs>
1: It's fair. I mean I think the, the the quote unquote standard conservative five stage list would be uh final, battlefield, uh, PS2, mm-hmm. town, and Smashville, right? Like that's that's like the standard like I, li- I like five. it, man. I like it. Because those are the starters, right? For every tournament, essentially. Like that that's one thing that's consistent is those fives are starters. Dude, the
0: thing then, is like guys, I like Yoshi's story, but like dude, like slants.
1: Yeah, I'm not about it, dude. I'm not about these damn slants. Good on slant, like, and
0: I love Kalos, but if we got rid of it, I'm not going to be too mad. I don't even. I don't. I don't love Kalos, but for some reason, <laughs> you're everyone, really good on Kalos. Everyone tells me I stay winning on that stage, so I'm like, cool.
1: I also but, think Wario's just really good on that stage too. Like where the platforms are positioned, like it's really good for bike. Um, I mean, Sonic ooh. is amazing on Ka- Kalos. Is like, it's like a. It's got duck hunt vibes, but it's not like you don't have that tree. It's right? not extreme. Like, you don't have yeah. that super high tree. But like people will be camping on Kalos. I it's do really love walls. High. Walls are hype. Walls are very fun to do. Like just fun in because of you know, Waha like wall jumps and all that stuff. Wall clings. Kitty wall cling
0: is just fun, man.
1: Yeah, it's just cool. It's broken. And like
0: it gives me like a like a really consistent way to get off the ledge with like wall wall cling into fucking like instant back airs and shit.
1: Right, and see that's something you lose, right? When you, uh, yeah. if you go with like the conservative five standard, you know, starter stage list or whatnot, you pretty much lose access to walls unless you, uh, unless you allow like the battlefield version or like the omega version of stages or whatever. Right, then you might be able to get like a final with wall or yeah. a battlefield with a wall.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with anything that we've done, except just science. no science. yeah. <laughs>
1: Let's get him out of here. I've,
0: I've after talking about it, I've decided that I'm open to a lot of stuff, except that. No, What's your war, no wear. More than... I see the occasional WarioWare thing. Ooh, oh, that's Wario nice. Wear. If you do legalize it, I will make sure to ruin your experience if we play against it. If we if we play each other on it, I had a pocket <laughs> oh, Incineroar yeah.
2: <laughs> just for
0: just for Wario wear just in case like somebody
2: saying I'll,
1: I'll
0: I'll pull out my Incineroar. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have he I have wins. many
0: many many hours on that character for no reason. He is fun. He's very fun. If he was like just a little bit faster, the game breaks. That's my main. I, I used yeah. him at first, too That's
2: my main.
0: Yeah, I I've used him so much. He's he's a, he's so funny and, a, and he's really fun and a lot of his moves are just really good yes but yep. like
2: we
0: like we talked about we talked about this last time base stats bro i'm drawing straight Trash. garbage
1: like <laughs> yeah it feels fast in like the ground or the air just one of the two he would be so broken if you gave him speed in one department he would actually be like a top tier character that's how it is opinion. for so
0: many characters it's just just one department like
1: like just one thing that you're abusing like i'm gonna I'm even a his walk it. is slow
0: i'm gonna like, the slowest walk <laughs> well yeah i would expect that he's the slowest run
1: god dude, <laughs> dude this guy is just slow as shit. but yeah like, so, uh, so northern cave what do you guys think about that cave or That stage? stage dope yeah
0: it's pretty and i got nice
1: music
2: i can power through the background for some nice music i don't care like
0: I mean, I'm playing Sephiroth on it, too. Like, I'm just, like, invincible. (laughs) Like, I'm so powered up.
2: Like, the the stage layout is fine. And it kind of has walls, walls too, and I love walls. It's just the background, and... I can play through the back. Like, it's not that distracting. It may be distracting to, like, people who aren't playing. Or I can't speak for everyone, I feel like it is more... Like... When I'm playing, I don't even notice the background. Like I'm not looking at. The I don't background.
0: either.
2: I'm lo- I'm looking at the opponent's character. I could care less about the ba- what's happening. In the
0: background. I'm too focused on like a bunch of frame perfect combos and. Shit. That's what I'm
2: saying. Like you're you're talking about some. It's too bright, huh? <laughs> I don't even know what stage I'm playing on. <laughs> I just know that platform's here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, and it's like uh, we've dealt with Final Destination Flash forever, right? Like the the blinding yeah, light. Yeah, maybe like... we're
0: just like. Maybe our eyes are just, like, irreparably damaged, like,
1: <laughs>
0: from Smash Bros, so we, we just, they can release a stage that's just mad explosions everywhere, and we'll just be like, yo, this is hype. <laughs> stage our eyes are just, like, bleeding <laughs> while we're playing. <laughs>